you know it There's such a lot of living to do They're sassy, sexy, spunky, witty, and best of all, opinionated. They are the girlfriends. And now here are Shelly, Whitney, and Shauna. Hi, everyone. We are here, the girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. Hello, girlfriends. Hi, Hi guys. Well, what a week. Wow. Lots of things happening. I hope I know you all tuned in on Wednesday night. Oh my god! To the presidential debates, loved them. Loved it. Mitt Romney and our president Barack Obama. That's interesting. I'd love to talk about a little bit about that. And also, we just finished up the Ryder Cup, and I don't know if I talked to you guys a little bit about this, but I was out there Wednesday through Saturday. Oh my God! Oh, we should definitely talk about. Can the I tell Cup. you something? Forty thousand people a day, apparently. And the two times I watched, I know I heard your whoop, whoop, your your whoop, whoop three whiz three. T- I was like, oh my gosh! I knew it was you. Okay, first of all, I have never seen so many good-looking players in my life. Wow! Are we talking Ryder Cup now? We're talking okay, Ryder. Going Cup. back to so Ryder stay Cup. with okay. us. And it's all from the European men. The European team was Australia, England, uh, uh, Germany. I mean, they were incredible. Well, they sure had beautiful weather the whole weekend. Oh, it was absolutely gorgeous. You know, it it took place at uh, Medina Country Club in Itasca, Illinois, and all the players stayed in Lombard, apparently, at the Westin. The reason why I know that is the day that... um, Rory, yeah, that was crazy. Late, he was watching TV. If you can believe this, it's where were his handlers? Well, you know, that's they had the man. What first of all with the Ryder Cup? It was Rory McIlroy, the young player, which is right now um, one of the is the biggest. It's the Tiger Woods of the world. He is the best um, golfer in the world. Well, he's the young guy. He gets up, he's watching TV, and was late. Like Spongebob? Or? Yeah. <laughs> we don't, know, we don't you know, know what he was watching. No, he, he was watching uh, the Golf Channel. And it ended oh, up funny. that uh, he was on Eastern Time. But again, where were So he ran handlers? out of the hotel, hopped in a police car, and thank God for this guy standing out there. He put his sirens on. And got him to Medina Country Club mm-hmm. 10 minutes before tee off time. Oh my God. Now, most of the time, that would really throw a player off base, but, you know, he's so young and so yeah. with He's like, you're staying out till 4 o'clock in the pressure. morning, and all of a sudden you have to show up at 7, and you're like, right. okay. <laughs> but the older you get, you just can't do that. Right. Anyway, he. Um, it was very it was very interesting to watch all these the extremely talented people and once again I have to get back to what I said about Tiger because you all know that I'm a really big Tiger fan is you know he changed the whole profile not and not he was in golf smiling but just, on this tournament but wait let's just say, say in the these players were never really in good shape they always had pot bellies are you talking about had, the Americans I'm talking about in general the golf players in general in the world in the world okay 
that he kind of a also, Jackie Gleason that he also yeah. had an Babe impact Ruth. on because every single one of them were in tip top shape. So they're lifting, they're watching their cross weight. training. Well, he changed it. Cross he definitely training. glamorized it. So me being out there, Justin Timberlake was the host, which was very fun, and, and he did I a great heard job. That he performed at a fabulous private party that yes. I was for opening. Yeah, yeah. down yes. at the Rosemont. They had a huge quite black tie, which um, I was at on Wednesday night, which was really really fun. And all the players were there with their wives or significant others. Did you get your autographs? I did. Oh, yeah. I did. Good job. So uh, that was a really fun thing. But anyway, Justin Timberlake was there. And also, I can't believe Michael Phelps, once again, how they get this guy. He's on everything. He showed up just in being, you know, with his Olympics. and Oh, the, the George Bush was there here, too, right? George, George both Bush George's. Sr. Oh, really? And, and Junior. Oh, they I were both there. Michael Jordan was there. Donald was Trump. Something. But I think one of the really significant things about um, the Ryder Cup, which made it personal, I think, actually, Shauna, to you and myself, and Whitney, too, because she knows our brother, is, you know, both of our brothers were there every single morning at 6.30. I couldn't believe it, and they stayed until the end of the Ryder Cup. But they had some very good um, insights into the European team versus the American team yeah, as we a were whole. so far ahead. They were so far ahead, but they said, you know... America, I mean, we were far ahead, and then the Europeans... Yes. But Scott said that he really thought... And this is our older brother, but and who is just a golf fanatic, and he is also just an incredible guy. He's an incredible leader in just about everything he does. But he started said, with ABC Sports and went on to CBS Sports. Yeah, he's a he's a terrific guy. But anyhow, so he said, you know, the Europeans from the get go really operated as a team mm. and is really a very close knit group. He said they they were very friendly to one another. They were um, really trying to keep each other intact. They really were in, invested in each other's shots, wow. every single one of them, as a group. Wow. He said the Americans were very isolated into their own personas. He said, yes, they operated under a group, but he said there wasn't a real... Like synergy. No, there wasn't a synergy between the players. And he said, I noticed it from day one, and it continued. He said, and the Europeans were really happy to be Hugging there. Hugging each other and high and they, lo- and they were having well, fun. They for, loved for it. For example, this was a great example, on the practice days, they, were, they would be in foursomes. And they would play three or four or five holes, and then some of the American players would go and continue on, and also the European players could continue on. Well, the European, let's say if um, Graham McDowell was going to continue on, his, you know, one of his cronies like Martin Kamer or somebody would say, "Hey, you know, I'll play, you know, a few more holes with you." The Americans, right. they would go on. If somebody would want to go play a few more holes, he just walked ahead and played by himself. And that was a, a sign of not being really sometimes together. And it, it, sometimes the way you catch the ball depends on how you're throwing the ball. And right, it was interesting exactly, to me yeah. that they didn't wait. The, all the Europeans waited for one another to get off the tee. The Americans, once they shot off the tee, they know. started walking ahead. Well, you guys forward. remember, you know, in movies when it's time for your close-up, you know, and you and I are having a conversation. If I stay there so you have my energy to feed off of, you know, right. you get a better 
in, take. More, in a more take. But a lot of a lot of actors don't do that. They leave while it's your but, time. But I also for have to say that the, the, the Americans were on their home ground. This was very interesting. My mother, who you all know, but for those of you who are listening, oh, you've got to know, you've got to know, you know Shirley. Shirley. She's the best, Shirley Jean, and it was Miss Photo Flash of 1954 no, or something. 46. 46. I think she's still Miss Photo Flash. Anyway, I don't know. 2012, and she's very attractive and very well put together and very with it and whatever. Well, she couldn't walk all the um, holes, so I said, "Mom, just sit here because we were we're in the members lounge." And I said, "You know, I'll come back and sit with you." Well, lo and behold, I come back, and she is at the table. <laughs> With four <laughs> British men, one of them being quite dapper and much older, and was like, your mother is just so lovely. I just love, you know, the Americans have been so sweet to us, and you know, this has just been so, and I said, oh my gosh, did you come over just for the Ryder Cup? And it was amazing the following that the Europeans did have. But to get back to my point, I just want to do a shout out to Shirley. Love you, Shirley. Love you, Mom. It was just incredible. Um, I, I do have to say for Jose... Uh, the team Cuervo captain, or team captain <laughs> for the yeah he was cool he was unbelievable and he said that how you know everyone was so into it and the American team Davis Love got up and he made it kind of a global worldwide saying we are here because you know here we have all these countries and we're going to do this and we'll we'll, we'll we come as friends we also come as competitors. And we leave as, oh, I hope this is one of our callers calling in. Good. But maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to leave as friends. And I, I like the way he did that. So, lo and no. behold, it was a real happening. Lots of celebrities. It was kudos of fun. It was Medina looked tip-top shape. Great fall weather. I was just happy again to say that Tiger Woods was smiling. Tiger Woods was smiling. And Tiggy. didn't play very well. You know, yeah, Tiggy you know came with Tiggy. Tiggy is coming out. I'm so happy. I am too, and I hope you know that we we all go through our failures and stuff. But I think he's have we forgiven Tiger Woods? I have not. I I have not either. But speaking about forgiving, you go girl. Let me go, girlfriend. I I have forgiven you, Tiggy. I we have. do have a very special guest today. But wait, we yes, do? we do have a little special guest. So if you hear a little, it's my little dog, Penelope. And she is a toy French poodle. And she's four pounds, as big as your shoe. And she's four years old. And she's not going to get any bigger. But Let's talk about the debate. Wait, no, can I go back to this, though? I want to get on to talking about faithfulness. Okay. Let's get on to... Arnold. <gasps> All right. Well, oh, once again, yeah. winky dinky. Well, I don't know. Did you see 60 Minutes? With yes, Diane I did. Yes, I, I did. saw 60 Minutes. and I I know. I mean, come on, Arnold. Give me a break. Really? Why did he Because he's coming back. Because he's doing his move. Does he expect he America to believe that uh, Maria Shriver is that stupid? That he, you know, kept all these things from her and that, you know, that was just status quo. I don't know, but you know what I have to say? From the get-go, I think Maria Shriver is probably one of the greatest examples of American women. She's a class act. She is a class act. She is so... She's just composed one of those, and yeah, composed and in control. And God, my heart goes out to her. 
I, I just, shout out to you, Maria. Yeah, Maria. Yeah, we love Maria. you, girl. We Team love Maria. you, girl. And I'm so happy you're friends with Oprah. Because we love you, Maria. It, it just, I just, I don't know. I just think you are just an amazing woman. Setting Let's a great okay, example. Setting a great example. And, you know, Maria is, she's, you know, she's grown up in, in families like that. I mean, right. she understands it. I would, you know, if I, can you imagine if I, I thought if I was interviewing him, I would be like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, how could the she, interviewer did? How yeah, but she didn't come down. How could she keep him. a straight face? Well, she did say, "Well, how, I don't understand." Yeah, Let I me just say this more. once again: this man, and you know what? I, I have to say how disappointed. Let the let this story die and give that family some peace, because for him to come back out and write a book like we're going to clear the, clear air. the energy and clear the air, and he's going to put the end to it. He made this worse, and he's making everyone go through this pain again. Now I understand that both his sons have taken Shriver as the last name, <gasps> yeah, and they don't speak. Uh, they they don't are appalled, speak. but. You know what, wow. Arnold? Once again, the winky dinky got in the way. Right. Well, he just know, here's well. Number one, he's European. Not that it's excusable, but number one, that is, you know, what they, you know, they accept that. Um, number two, he's the testosterone in that man is just fake. Fake. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who knows what's fake? We don't. We have, let's. Should we talk about that? Um, I, I just, he's been he's a failure as a as a governor. I think it's clear that his political was he really yes his know. political career you know it's a bankrupt you know state. Oh. He's his political career is shot. You know he knows that that well he couldn't go any further. It's never going to go. I think go. there was yeah and you know he, he's, he's now decided to, his, to come back, back to, to be an action movies. to be an action hero. But you know it's like watching Mick Jagger on stage. I mean I'm sorry but there's not enough plastic surgery. Or you know, camera angles that are going to fix you know, being an old guy action hero. I mean, I think that Maria, as a woman, and you know, life isn't perfect, marriage isn't perfect. So yes, um, for Arnold to cheat on Maria, I, I think she sensed you know all the groping, and I think she had an idea. The most hurtful of this and is something is that it's going on in your own home. And going on for seven years or so, that to me is that I do not think she knew. Right, it makes until I was a child. Think I think it makes your life a lie. I mean, she was living a daily, and and what's even worse is that her children were living a lie. This woman's That's in right. their home. Apparently, the son was part of their daily life Joseph. under false pretense. Jo- uh, Arnold's son, by the name of Joseph, that is the son that. Mildred, Mildred and Arnold had the affair with. And can we talk about Mildred for a minute? <laughs> yeah. Let's Mildred, Mildred, I mean, wait, no, let me just finish this because Mildred really pisses me off. She just walks away like, oh, exa- no big oh, deal. Right. Yes. What kind of a person is that right. that she, works in someone's home and right. fucks the husband? Take, take some That's responsibility. That's You know, because he's this, I mean, that is despicable. That's despicable. And then go and be best friends with the wife. What is she all about? Well, I mean, why not be at least honorable and, and, and quit and don't work in the house? one person's honey is another person's poison. Mildred was looking at, hey... I mean, to her, well, that's I don't her said Mildred is a good put, person. That's <laughs> she's a good person. She's not out to get me. Duh. Oh, sure, Mildred. Then why don't you, you Arnold, to stick up for Mildred? Say something nice about no, Maria. But just as a woman, this this woman should have had the in, in self respect 
to not work there. She should have quit. Exactly. Why was she still working there? Exactly. Because he was giving all, her money. Well, he would have given her money anyway. Exactly. So why did she have to be, you know, because working there? You know, because that's because that's her fifteen minutes of fame. That's gross. Here, Eunice said he had to be really desperate on that one. Wow. Apparently. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I mean, he had to be really desperate. Apparently so. I think it was just convenient. I was thinking, you know, Arnold, where, learn what your right hand is, is where for. You don't think emotionally. This is where he was just dipping in the dip. And you know, that's really sick because he had to have it. Isn't that sickening? But what I think is more sickening is that here, our beautiful Maria gives up the her TV career mm-hmm. because Eunice said Maria begged Arnold. I, I really want to call him another name that starts with A, but I won't. He begged Arnold to give up his. Uh, Maria said, "Please don't his go into politics." Of going into politics. Well, look, her entire family's and been fractured said, and killed, and and you right. know, and that's exactly what she said. Why would she want to step into that? You know, and and her mom was. And we remember we went, all met her. Yeah. Um, her mom was like an old-fashioned, you know, stand by your man and stand do the right by thing, your man. and. You know, and I apparently her mom had a conversation. Listen, I with think her that was about, a very difficult decision for her. Absolutely, you know, she's a devout Catholic. Um, I don't think it was a big difficult no, decision. She's a devout if it Catholic, wasn't affair, she doesn't want to. Do I don't like think it. it would be difficult, but to go underneath your own roof and right, have with your, your children, children yeah. playing with their half brother, and they don't know it, and they don't know it for nine years, I think that's called major betrayal. I. What about treating that children. kid? What about treating that kid like he's the housekeeper's kid? Yes. I mean, what do you it, mean? it's just bizarre. Oh. I mean, in terms of that, of Joseph being in their home, her, the, 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 you know, children are thinking that it's the housekeeper's son, you know, it's a playmate. and it's a playmate. It's not a brother. Then they find out that it's their brother. I mean, it just, listen, I'm just glad she's friends with Oprah. Yeah. Help her, Oprah. We well, love wait, you, Oprah. Let me just say this, though. And this was just, she gave, Maria gave up her career. Not only did well, she, she give up her, her career, She'll do something. but she She'll thought to herself, I'm going to go out on the road. I'm going to tell America that my husband is a credible person, that all these groping rumors and all this blah, 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 I stand behind my man. She does this. He even said in the 60-minute interview that he discussed and counseled that Maria would counsel every move that he would make. Because she knew a lot about the politics, even though their parties were different. He was the Republican, and she was from a Democratic family. But they would go through, and they would strategize together, which I think is, it was wonderful. And she was probably a big voice behind Not a lot of Not only a big this. voice, but Maria Shriver, I think, was so respected. She was so respected. Oh, she, she didn't have own, an agenda. Right. She put her own integrity on the line. She put for her integrity ambition. for his ambition, and she gave him integrity. Yeah. By doing she made, so, gave him credibility. She gave him credibility by doing so. I think Maria Shriver is one of the great forces in in um, of women today. I really do. I put her up there with, you know, some of the greatest women speakers. I just and I, she's been so good with families. I just I. Really, shout out for you, Maria. Well, here's one of the things that we got on our the-girlfriends-chat was um, this was uh, given by a girl that was the Gotham girl. She said he's immoral, Euro trash. He came to the U.S. with big dreams, and he realized many of them. Too bad for American royalty Marie Shriver, who was too good and too decent to recognize 
their ne'er-do-well for the slime he really is. Woo! Hate all of his movies now. Go goth girl. Yeah, goth girl just had it, you know, really great. <laughs> yeah, the best, you know, when I think back at his movies, the best part of all of them was Linda Hamilton. Is that right, Jeff? That was the actress, right? And how dear. Who was just like, was like young John's mother who just like kicked butt. She was fierce yeah, she was in she a time great before arms. we were all working She out. had Michelle Obama's arms, oh, which yeah. brings us to the debates. Can we talk about the debates, girlfriends? You want we to can't talk about debates, but I am just, I think this is such a catch-22 on both. First of all, the male part. Arnold trying to revive himself, and you know what? Time does God, tell. I hope he doesn't. I and hope he doesn't. You know what? Do you know what we can do? Don't buy the book. That's, That's right. What we can do. And people will forget. Don't go to the movie. Don't buy the book. And he's going to want to recreate I think. this thing. But Maria, on the other hand, let's just say for a minute, let's put ourselves in her shoes. Let's <laughs> just say that she was madly in love with Arnold, and this comes down. It's shocking. Oh, listen, I, I often so then thought... They go through they go through therapy. And then three months later, she says, okay, she files for divorce and moves out. No, I, I often thought that they might get back together. I think they're, well, they're not divorced yet. They're not divorced yet. And you they know what? Never get back I together. will always, um, I, I respect Maria in whatever decision she makes for herself. I think there was definitely a chemical bond between mm-hmm. Maria and oh, Arnold. chemical bond. Yeah, a chemical bond. Pheromones. Yeah, pheromones. <laughs> it was strong between Maria and, um, and Arnold. It wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyhow, let's hope he buys. I don't know. Let me just ask you this. Would it be better if Arnold was with a person like Mildred? Mildred? Would yes. that make you feel better, or would it be better if it was with, like, Heidi Klum? What would make you feel better? I'd feel better. I don't would give a rat's ass what Arnold does with <laughs> No, I don't but, care about Arnold. But just let's say, if you were, put, your, put yourself in Maria's shoes, oh, would that would that console you if he was with a person that was with, like Heidi Klum? My thing is, Mildred, that's, I mean, at least go with He's someone that's credible. Someone like Mildred. I'm not saying that. I'm you saying the emotions that she went through. You're not catching what I'm saying. Right. What she went through. It's over and done with now. But would that make you feel better if it was a Heidi Klum type and you could say, hey, at least not. it was are someone with kidding? good taste? Of course not. If, it, if I mean, the kids Maria are looking Schreiber, at Mildred, be, that's, you know. You would die if he was with someone like Oh, Heidi I see Klum. what you're saying. Would it be more acceptable to the American public if the woman he or your kids was, unfa- was like a hottie as opposed to a Mildred? Yeah, at least, um, hey. Well, let's hope that, you know, we're intelligent enough to see past that because, you know what, it doesn't matter if you're a hottie or... You know, it's still it's not still a cool thing painful. To do. Very, very, very painful. Okay, now moving on to painful. You know, there was a big thing. I don't know if you guys read it. Did you read the thing that said British men have bigger penises than the French, according to the yeah. survey? Wait, is that because of I foreskin? Mean, are they circumcised? Or what's the deal with that? Does it stretch? What was that all about? It's like a slinky. Okay, here, just to let you listeners know what's happening, they had this was, was uh, worldwide news that British men have bigger penises than the French. Well, well duh, we know that. Well, I think well, we're going to have to go that? to some swimming. You know ever, wait, Shelly, have you ever been with an English man? No, but I've been with a French one. <gasps> oh, okay. Well, and he was a little man. He was, you know, a nice guy. But they're, okay. well, they're they little did. people. I remember sitting in the car with him when we were driving down the street. And I'd look at his thighs. And then I'd look at my <laughs> thighs. And, I, you know, his legs would be, he would be driving. I'd say, my God, his thighs are 
littler than my thighs. Something's wrong here. It was they're they're small people. The French. They're thin. They're small. They're well. In this study, they say British men have the bigger penises and. I don't know how they got this study, but whoever the woman or the man was that was measuring all these penises has got some hell of a job because the average <laughs> penis going size, to swim meets the biggest penises is dive matches. This is from Colombia, Ecuador, <laughs> India, China, yeah, but the Ireland, States, Russia, USA. The, the USA is five point one, so that's that's pretty good. Wait, was because that five point one what inches centimeters? Are we are we using <laughs> Wait, metric that, system or five point one is your average penis flaccid really? or large? Uh, average. Well, honey, then I'm Wait. way above average yeah. in my day. Flaccid or hard? <laughs> Wait, I need to know. I've been way above no, average in hard. my day. Who oh, knew? I don't know. Good On question. a need-to-know basis, I need to know. See, statistics okay, can wait, be manipulated, girlfriend. In this, in this report and in this study and the research, um, and actually... 5.1, that's nothing. Africans have the biggest penises at an average of 6.3 inches. And the Northeast Asians, oh, I'm sorry, all my Asian friends out there, had the smallest. But they're smart. They've got the biggest brains. Wow. That's, right. That's right. God gives some to something and wow. some to something. No. The Republic of Congo, 7.1. <gasps> That's big stuff there. Wow. Congo mania. Wow. Spring break. And the British men are ranked just <laughs> under the Germans. Forget about Fort Lauderdale. Let's break. go to the Congo. We're there. <laughs> Anyhow. That is, a, that is a very good, I, I just, yeah, that's, and this was taken by um, the main university of, what is main? All-Star, Ballfest. Belfast. 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 Oh, Belfast. It's Belfast. It's Belfast. It's a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Anyhow. God. That was, um, anyhow, just a, that's a little trivia in there. Well, it does tie in with the Arnold and the Ryder Cup, so the Euros, if you want the total package, Okay, speaking of that, all right, so then now can we segue to something really substantial and can we talk about the debates and what's going on? Yes. Did you not ask? Do you want to do that or the butt chugging? (laughs) (laughs) Frat got suspended for it. Wait, wait, I forget the debates for a second. What is butt chugging? Butt chugging is something that's going on uh, through all the fraternities and frats. I can't stand it. I don't want to talk about that. I think it's It's an overdose administered through Rubber tubing. Another thing. Booze up the butt? Booze up the butt? Booze up the butt. Wow. That's sick. I can't That's stand just it. Please don't nasty. tell me that. Well, these kids are getting stomach. suspended. Stop it. It's I disgusting. Can't, I can't even discuss it. That is what just, is with these kids? It's frightening. I'm so worried about our country. I really am. I'm about, worried about, about our, our kids that are going to college next year, Shell. This is I'm worried. This is what I, they're again, calling I'm about the our country. Said I the couldn't injuries. even get a thermometer up my kid's butt when he was they a baby. They call it I'm an alcohol enema, and it's believed that members of the fraternity were utilizing rubber tubing inserted into their rectums for alcohol. That's and I guess I it makes you. Intoxicated faster because I, of all your blood vessels. Well, that's that, stupid. Oh, that's just I can't stand it. You're listening to the girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. Okay, let's go. Let's move on. Okay, let's so move on. Let's I, talk I, about I just returned from Los Angeles. I just returned from Los Angeles. And out of um, town again. I could not wait to see the presidential debates. 
And it, it being a Republican in L.A. is like being in the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you. I, I purposely... I'm they let you stay there I at the know. hotel. They perp- I purposely opened the balcony. You know, it was a beautiful evening. And I found myself... I was so jazzed. I mean, Romney just rocked it. He rocked. Yes. I was like, woo, woo. You it was know like what? watching a I'm football so game. I'm so happy for him because, you know, Romney was, you know, my choice. But I wasn't... 100% sold on Romney. I agree. He came out so strong, so presidential. I thought, and plus he had a cold, which I thought was remarkable that he was able to really Only handle you would know How that. did you know How he had a cold, that, he had a sli- Because he had a slight red uh, mark oh underneath God. his nose. It's probably from Only blood. you <laughs> would <laughs> notice that. It's probably <laughs> just good right. cocaine. Just good no, 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 no. No, he had a slight, it was a little bit red. But one of the things, just instinctively, that I did notice, and I don't know if you noticed it, so on the next debates, watch. But when Romney was speaking, and there were points, he held no. I thought he, I thought he handled himself really well. But his eyes, because I, I saw this in one of my Chinese children, his the whites of his eyes when Obama angered him, they started turning bright red. Did you notice that? Shelly, you oh, are the God. woman. She <laughs> I, is I, just, okay. No. As we were, were like, saying, let's talk like about something Dr. Farley. Okay. You, you, no, but they started getting wow. really bright red like they were on fire. That was his way of handling it. But I thought he was so presidential. I thought he had such great class. I thought he handled Obama so well. I don't think he had an arrogance about him. I thought he was a gentleman. I thought he looked good. He had great responsive answers. He was strong, and he just picked up momentum, and he stayed. He was on fire. I am really, really proud of him. You know, I really for this, for, well, here was my take on it very quickly, is I thought both, both the President, Barack Obama, and Mitt Romney looked fantastic. I both thought they came across um, presidential material, which is a good thing as just a visual, I felt that Romney came and had so much power in his details of his plans, more so than uh, the president. And it was funny because the after shows, I turned on all the Democratic channels, and they were just livid. They were like, did the president do his was homework? He there? Did he show up? He never made they eye contact. Like, he, he looked down at the prompter or at the podium, he, you know. President Obama never made eye contact. You know, I thought um, after, you know, meeting Mitt Romney a couple of times in person, what I had been frustrated by was that he comes off so much more business-like in person. You know, you really feel that he's a person who's well-informed, direct, strong. Um, He doesn't mince words. And I thought, you know, throughout this campaign, he was a little, you know, wishy-washy because in person he's no nonsense. You know, America is number one. You know, we are the leader of the free world, and we are not going to compromise ourselves. Um, you know, and his his whole, you know, on every point, you know, and I thought he really, you know, was just so well-spoken. Um, and, yeah, I was just going crazy. And I just, the Jim Lair, you know on Saturday Night Live they're going to do something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, that wait. poor guy. <laughs> but I do have to say um, I give so much credibility in the words that were spoken, and for President Barack Obama without his teleprompter, I thought he was a little lost. He's a he's great a order, order. He couldn't, he's a he couldn't pull the and numbers out of his head, and he couldn't pull the argument out of his head. No, he couldn't. Because I'm not sure. God, that was tough. I felt sorry for him. 
I and really he, did. I felt couldn't sorry you see he was kind of panged with defeat? Yes, of course. He was like, whoa, this guy really knows his stuff. How can you put... Listen, Barack Obama came at a time in our world, I think, that was really needed. Having said that, after four years in office, when you put him up against a CEO who knows business, who's dealing with business, who's dealing with the economy every day, who's turned around companies... Barack knows nothing about that. That's not his forte. I, I think it's going to be really, I mean, I'm really interested in seeing the vice presidential debates because I think it's going to be really. And well, that's the whole, October you know, the 11th. Job, the jobs report just came out, and I guess, you know, oh, yeah, well, yeah. it wasn't as bad as what everybody thought it was going to be. But, you know, the whole, like, not drilling for oil in America and then giving money to other countries to drill. And, I mean, there's so many different areas that, you know. Screwed, screwed over by China so many times. How many times do we need to be screwed over by China? Well, China's where it's at. I mean, that's, uh, but they're not, they're not, uh, they're not being honest. I do have to say that um, oh, I lost my thought. Not a possible moment. I'm so mad because I had something really great to say about it. I just was really, I thought it was, oh, wow. I mean, how tough. But how tough for both of those guys wait, to you go get, through. Where did you get talking head up there? Joe Biden. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Wait till you get talking head. And I feel Paul like Ryan's that little rip him a new I feel personality. Like that Paul well, I just hope like, Paul Ryan has all his facts. Yeah, oh, are you too. kidding? That kid's going to be ah jobs report seven point eight percent. First time in four years that it's been below eight percent. Wow. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff, producer, Jeff. we love you, man. We love, we love you, Jeff. Jeff. Shout out for our Jeff. Woohoo! Anyway, um, the presidential debates. I think it's something that. Um, it was exciting. It was really exciting. And I, I did. I thought it was really exciting also, even though if you didn't understand everything. I mean, Doesn't I had both difference. my kids watch it, and they might not have grasped anything, but I think it gets them moving to get this youth vote. And it was interesting at the University of Chicago, which is a fabulous university in Chicago, Illinois, in the city, in the heart of the city, they had a committee of students. Oh, I saw that. That watched... And, and then got response. Right. And whether they were, you know, for Republican or Democrat, it really wasn't about that. It was getting the youth and the people to get right. out there and vote because that's yes. what we're I really hope you're for. all registered to vote, girlfriends. Yeah, girlfriends got to Girlfriends, yeah, and women, do not be thrown. Please do not be thrown. Please vote for Romney. Our country needs a change. My, my problem, and this it's not that I'm against Romney, but I'm just... And President, President Barack Obama did mention this again. He said, well, you know that the mess, and we know who did this mess, what I'm right. trying to clean up. I'm not sure that four years is enough time for any president to clean up all this stuff. Well, then instead you need of to have insisting rise. on creating Obamacare, instead of spending all the energy yeah. on Obamacare, then, you know what, spend it fixing the economy and getting jobs for American people. You know, instead of right. having your legacy, because he perf- he knows perfectly well that he's going to go down in history as the president who created a national health care system, and that's what he wants after his name. Exactly, and he was taking off after Hillary. Because Hillary jammed it down everybody's throats, and Obama did the exact same thing. 
when when Bill Clinton was in office and they started doing the health care plan, it was all Hillary. Don't you remember when right. President right. Clinton had first had, taken had, office? Had, it was first, it was such had, a, he had a Democratic off. House. He had a Democratic Senate. You know, and he he had all the power in his hand, and he decided to you know focus all of his energy on you know cutting the military spending, cutting NASA, and turning NASA into like some kind of like a, a ambassadorship to the world, which is ridiculous. The first and and Obamacare. And that's what he focused on, instead of focusing on what he should have focused on, which was jobs and the economy. The first and foremost, the thing, the reason why I just can't get myself to wrap my arms and even vote for uh, President Barack Obama is his uh, cutting the defense military budget. Terrible. We can't do that in a country that we have and what's going on in our country with all that we have. We cannot cut any you know what? budget an in edge. defense. There's an edge. That's and the it's last not thing Barack you cut. It's not Barack. Let's face it, girls. I think it's the woman that stands behind the man. Mm. And do we want to go there? With Michelle? I like Michelle. Mm. Wow. What is the woman that stands? She's not because doing I think it she, No, but she's got an edge. Well, rumor has it that There's Michelle and Valerie Jarrett are actually lesbians. the two women who are running Stop. this country. No, they're not lesbians. <laughs> I'm teasing. No. Um, that that's who that, yeah. those are the two women that are I think they're very running this country. Running um, he hasn't, you know, had a, a meeting with his cabinet in months and months and months and months. How do you do that as a president? How do you do that? How do you know that though? Uh, I read it in the news. <laughs> what about? And we believe everything, everything we read. It's true. Who is the big football player that just endorsed uh, Romney? Ernie Els. Isn't no. That oh, that's a golfer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Els. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Elway. Elway. Oh. oh, God, did he look good. I'm telling you, my endorphins are going out for these athletes because they are looking hot. I hate to get back to that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cougar mom. She's so a cougar, cougar girlfriend. She's a cougar mom. But with the debates, October mm. 11th, we'll be seeing both of the vice president right now, Joe Biden, versus Paul Ryan. So Paul I think Ryan, please get your facts down right before you show He's very smart. He's very smart. He's surrounded by he, tables of men. That are if you don't know something, say you don't know it. Yeah. Don't make it up. Don't make it up and make sure that you are exact on your facts because, you know, now is the time. He cannot be caught short not knowing his facts because it's killer. This is killer time. It's important. Well, I do have to say that Romney said several times, I want you to know that the president just expressed my whole tax plan inaccurately. He said it once. He said, it, if you're saying that, President Barack Obama, you did not understand my tax plan at all. He said it like three times. I know. I love that. I thought he was very great. And, and I, I thought he did it with great class. I don't think he did it with arrogance, and that's what I liked about but him. But you have to turn on to these newscasters that are the Democratic huh. newscasters that are so, so used liberal, to pounding the Republicans and saying how, you know, right, they them really just, complicated questions. They were just all over the president, and he was like, the one guy was just so mad. They were all mad. They were all They're like, what the hell did we just watch? Did he do his homework? I know. Where well, is he? Hello, thank you. At least they're saying something that's not so biased. I mean, our media has gotten so liberal. It's frightening. At least they came out after Obama spoke and they said, at least they acknowledged 
acknowledge that he didn't do a good job on the debates rather than defending That's right. Them. I did I, I did like that. So it gave them some credibility. It gave them some credibility. I mean, we got to get back to news. Of course, this radio show is just chit-chat and but you know, we got to get chit-chat. But if you have a journalism degree, don't you want to really hear facts and really hear news? If that's what you're doing for a living, that's what you really want. I mean, yeah, that's well, right. Yeah, Rom- Romney said that he's his plan's got five basic parts. One is to get us energy independent, and number two is to open up more trade. Three, make sure our people have the skills they that's need to right. succeed and the best schools in the world. I mean, he it's he was very specific about he it, it was in the details. Yeah. Romney had the details. You know, you can't just live on a big general plan, and that's what Obama sounded like. He was living on the big picture, and Romney was saying, "This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to do it." I, I was, I would, I, I thought it was riveting, and I made both my kids watch it. I'm sure they were very bored, but I remember watching it with my parents. And you know, when you, you well, get you be, guys are. Uh, do you remember watching the Nixon Kennedy debate? Yes, and Nixon had a cold or something, and he was shorter. He and had a cold too. He had a cold bad too, low. and yeah, bad low, <laughs> and like he was all sweaty and everything. And then Kennedy yeah. is looking all fine. Well, that I and I, God love him, I love him to death. But George Bush and Bill Clinton when yep. they debated, and I felt just so it was like George had just been spent. So if you're not really good last, looking, don't even consider running for president. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have a yeah. great bod. You gotta be strong, and it is and survival. You a butt chug. Yeah, <laughs> and you got it's survival of the. Wait, business. now let's just talk about Romney and getting those five gorgeous hunk of men in office. They're running the White House. You mean his sons? His sons are darling. They're darling. Yeah. Businessmen, yeah. hardworking. Um, very close yeah, but hopefully you won't have them running the way. Yeah, I, I hope they continue I to think do whatever Romney they're doing. Will, yeah. No, no. But I did really but like it. But they'll be in the way, and you'll be watching their girlfriends. I, know, I liked it really. I thought that was very human when Romney got up and said, you know, how having five sons, that when someone speaks to you and they keep telling you <laughs> something right. and over and over and over again, and you know that it is not the fact... You know, just speaking as a father-son son, relationship right? oh, yeah. rather than, you Oh, know, that is funny. It was very funny, and it was very truthful. When you uh, what, know, what, would th- what do we think about the monitor? <laughs> he was hilarious. Oh, Jim Lerner. I, I felt so bad for him. because I didn't feel bad for him. I think they him. just I ran ramshot over him. It was like, yeah, I didn't think he room. had control of it. I no, didn't. no, no. But it was okay. I didn't. But that was okay. I didn't. Yeah, I sometimes didn't they can be too... One of the great things I think they did in the debates was to um, have... Not have the feedback from the audience, and I like Love that. That, that yeah, way, there was no hissing because that's really clapping. hard as a speaker, or if yeah. you're you know trying to get your point across and you have part of the audience not like what you're saying. I think that makes it. Oh, and girls, I just wanted to tell you, getting back to the Ryder Cup for those of you that uh, wrote us on the Dash Girlfriends dash chat.com and said that all the Americans were booing. They weren't booing. What they were doing is they, for Kuchar, they were going, coo, coo. That's what they oh, do. it sounded like boo, boo. boo. And then for yeah. Luke Donald, they go, Luke, Luke, Luke. And everyone thought it was booing. So everyone said that the Americans are so rude to be booing at the European. They weren't booing. That's their uh, lingo. Well, that's why you've got to stick with your... What are, oh, I, I knew it was you was, every time. I knew that's it was all you. All my modeling days in New York. Every catching time. Catching a cab, trying to be... 40,000 people, and I can recognize Shauna Montgomery's whistle. 
It was pretty cool. <laughs> You're listening to The Girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. So, girlfriends, tune in next week. We've got a great show going on. We're going to be talking about... Actually, we're going to be talking about addictions, and we're going to be talking about how addictions can take over your life. And we've got a lot to talk about, so hopefully we'll all tune in to us next week. And Bring we your love pajamas. Bring, bring your pajamas. tubing or, or leave it at home. <laughs> Anyhow, we love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.